Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast. My name is Chris Sands, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by a trio of amazing people from the Great Lakes Brewing Company. We recorded an episode with them last year. And we were having so much fun before we wrapped up, we decided that we needed to check back in in the beginning of 2021 because they had a bunch of things that they weren't quite ready to talk about then. So here we are, the beginning of 2020. Well, I mean, I guess we're, it's still the beginning, right? Yeah. Close yeah, enough. Close enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it at least takes me this long to get my act together to follow up on something referring to the beginning of 2021. So we'll we'll just call it that. Um, we're joined by Mike Williams and Steve Foreman again. And then this year though, we are joined by Lauren Nagy. Uh, Steve is the pub brewing manager, which I feel like is a very, um, it's not a good enough title for what it seems like you do. I feel like you deserve a better title. (laughs) Can we give you a better one now? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Let's we can think of something to right. make up. That but. that'll well let's add that to the agenda for this talk. Better title for <laughs> right. Steve. After after we sample a few. All right. The uh, ideas will flow. Mike Perfect. is yeah. the brand coordinator and Lauren is the DMV area sales manager and is really the catalyst for me ever even talking to Great Lake Brewing Company <clears throat> because serendipitously our children were in preschool together so thank you for joining us this time around lauren having me this time i'm excited to be here i've never done a podcast before (laughs) very easy it's basically just drinking beer and talking i'll probably say (laughs) i'm I'm sorry it's fine Uh, i I recorded one yesterday um and there was a lot of verbal tics used so it'll be a ongoing theme i guess so i just tried i just took the first sip of crushworthy and thankfully it was good so i didn't give a, a bad reaction but this is a really good beer <laughs> i hope you didn't expect it to be bad i'm just kidding no i didn't expect I it to be bad out. but i usually i usually try to take the first sip off camera just in case it isn't and so that i don't really create an awkward moment um, and i didn't think of that uh, until good. i just tried it now but it's really really good and, yeah, we're really happy with how this turned out. And I think maybe it's because I have this mental idea in my head that there are things I don't like, even though when I keep trying them, I end up liking them. And wheat beers fall into that category of things in my head I'm convinced I don't like because I must have tried some awful wheat beer like a decade ago. And in my mind, that's what every wheat beer is. And then every time I have one, I really like it. So basically, I'm, I- I'm in the same boat same boat you know it's i have the same feeling towards like a lot of wheat beers i just they're not my thing no i'll i'll drink the hell out of allagash white oh yeah um and then until that was really like the only one i would go to but then once we made this now i i've got two that i know i'll go to (laughs) (laughs) so i think those are the two best wheat wheat beers in the country right there right right (laughs) so um and i love having you all on because mike makes my job really easy with basically providing a script he does way more us nerds he, look at us yeah he does way more preparation 
in for one episode of this podcast than I do in an entire year. Uh, so it's don't give, me, don't give me too much credit. This is kind of like my brain, and then it went five minutes on the paper, and then we're done. I, like I said, it's still, it's still more than I do in an entire year. Um, but we're going to shift ahead since I already started talking about Crushworthy. Why don't you tell us about it, Steve? And then you could probably tell us, I don't know, Steve, maybe you want to do the whole why and all those things, or maybe you want to fill in some of that, Mike, since you were the brand the coordinator. Whole, give you the whole spiel on it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the, the whole better for you category has been growing over the past few years, you know, lower calories, you know, lighter on you, lower alcohol content. Um, and a lot of the ones you see out there are, it's been so far are a lot of locale IPAs, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we knew we wanted to get into like this segment of brewing. It's not something we've really done before, you know, at least to get one of these out there. Um, and when we, this was actually, when we were doing the Hayescraft one last year, talking about it, this is what I was working on that we weren't allowed to talk about yet. Okay. We were teasing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we had, we, I think we might've had the name at that point. Yeah. Um, but we absolutely did not have the final recipe uh, for this one. Um, we did a lot. We, well, actually let me backtrack a little. So we started, <clears throat> trying to make ourselves a, a locale beer. We didn't want to do it using enzymes or anything. You know, we wanted to keep it as, you know, strict as possible, like straightforward, regular brewing techniques, not, not try to do anything crazy to get our calories low. Um, and we started with a locale IPA. Um, it was good. You know, we put it on tap at the pub. It, did all right. You know, people liked it. Um, but then it just wasn't, you know, what we wanted to do. So I then we started like, talking about, it. I feel like the session IPA and, um, locale IPAs only work once. Right. Like, right. like people, when a brewery comes out with them, people want to try them and then they try them. And even if it is good, I, I feel like no one right. goes back to buy them again. Right. You know, if I want an IPA, I'll get an IPA. Yeah. And really, yeah. I mean, What's a session IPA? Basically a locale IPA, you know? <laughs> it's pretty damn close, you know? It might be a marketer, little bit higher. We marketers uh, like to change our terms ever so slightly, and then it's a, it's a right, new product, right? Line, yeah. right? What's yeah. the difference Let's between the two? Water down <laughs> so we wanted to try do more and get a little more body and flavor than we were seeing in IPAs. So then we were, or the locale IPAs. So that's when we started talking about doing some sort of wheat beer, but we didn't want it to be, you know, over phenolic, like, uh, like a Hefe or something with all those esters coming through. Um, so we started toying with this and I forget how we decided to start putting the fruit purees. I, it's been so long and we made so many versions of this beer. I was losing my mind by the end of it. Everyone was good, but it just needed a couple extra tweaks. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? This orange is really good. Let's throw some orange peel in there, too. Okay, so it's orange puree, orange peel. 
Oh, you know, it just needs something else. Oh, we got this extra lemon puree. Let's put a little bit of that in on top of the orange, you know? So then it, it just kept building layers and layers of flavor. That's got to be hard, beer. though, when and, you keep adding those things in that have calories. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? But they, they don't add that much. There's okay. not that much in it. Um, the peels don't really add anything. Well, yeah, because that's whatsoever. more of just like the the oils, more or less. The oils. Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, we started doing different techniques for where we were adding them. We ended up actually, we started running, uh, the running orange peels in our hop back as we're sending down to the fermenter. So, and that's something we've never done. We only use our hop backs for hops before that. And once we did that, that orange really, really popped. Um, and the last thing we did just was it was missing something something we were almost there um and we we just couldn't think what we wanted to do and we were standing around and it was this year we couldn't go out to hop harvest uh you know usually we go out to yakima pick our hops our selection for the year um this year we couldn't so they sent us all brewers cuts which is just a little block or we some come in little canisters you know and it's just a cut of a bale and it's the lot and you're picking who grew your hop, where, what lot it came from. It could be the same grower, but five different lots. And they're all just slight variations on that one strain of hop. But we couldn't go out there. They sent us some boxes with some beers in them. And, you know, some were okay. Some were not that great, <laughs> the things that came. Because most of them I've never even heard of. Um and but there was one and there was something in it that I really liked. And I, I'm sitting there talking. I was talking with one of our other brewers, John, and I was like, oh, it's acidulated. I'm like, they're using acidulated malt. That's what they're doing there. That's how they're getting that. And we just put a handful in the next batch and boom. And we were like, that's it. And then what is yeah, acidulated crushworthy. malt? Acidulated malt is basically, a, you know, a, a sour malt. Um, it. it it helps lower the pH of your starting in your mash, you know, of your starting wort on that. So you get a little more acidic, a little more acidic wort out of it. So it just, and not crazy sour acidic, but just enough to give it that little, little bit tang. of tartness. And it, that yeah. made, yeah. And it, it, that made all that citrus just pop that, that made it all come out. Um, you know, cause a lot that's, you associate citrus fruits yeah. with that little tart. Real you know, fruit's not gonna totally have right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on this, also, we're using a blend of yeast with an American and a wheat yeast, so we're like cutting down on that. Um, you know, we didn't want that real banana or clovey coming through crazy on this. Um, I mean, I think if you search, you could probably pick it up a little bit on the back end, but it's still hard for me to really find that even, but I do like what that blend is doing. I'm, here. I'm not getting any of that, which is good because those are the types of good. flavors I hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Me, me too. Me too. Mainly but... like I get bananas. Okay. And a little, a little bit, but clove, if there is the clove any, feels yeah, any clove flavor in a beer, I'm out. Yeah. What's that? It's much more American, you know, American wheat that even though it's a blend oh, yeah. with a little bit of the, the German half, like it's, it presents itself as much more of American wheat with fruit and all that as opposed to like the German. So, so yep. you, you mentioned using enzymes for doing a low calorie beer. How does that work? Is it the same 
like the same type of process for making a non-alcoholic beer or no because what this will do is this will uh the enzyme you'll use you know you 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 can put it in in different steps of the process you know hot side cold side but what that'll do is that will convert basically your non-fermentables into fermentables and you'll ferment down to zero and so it's it's just like making a brew Gotcha. You know, just like making a brew IPA, and you just start with a little lower gravity on that end, and you ferment down to zero. So then you're getting rid of all that sugar and a lot of the calories from there. Okay, it's crazy how many things you can do to a beer by introducing enzymes, like how, oh, God, like yeah. being able to strip out all the gluten um using them to make non-alcoholic versions of beer and which i don't completely understand that process either but i don't either no 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 seriously like i'm i'm I, i'm still trying to wrap my head around that one um yeah. you know because most places i know that do na's they've got you know some crazy piece of half million dollar equipment that oh, yeah. separates it yeah, you know, there's, a, a separator there's apparently the, there's apparently some like the way the craft breweries are doing it or smaller ones obviously because i'm sure brew dog probably has that ridiculously expensive piece of equipment as well as Sam <laughs> right. Adams. um there's some sort of process with enzymes and doing something else that you're able to do the same thing um but i i don't understand how to do it that is yeah. a territory we have not approached yet. Yeah, <laughs> right. I I was I was made to look into it a couple of years ago, and then uh, I just that turned into a nope from me. I, yeah, well, I, I, mean, I threw down my nope yeah, card no for me. Doug. Well, I mean, yeah. a, a couple of years ago, it would have made no sense to. That was barely anyone, barely anyone right. would have cared about it. But right now, it is a huge growing market. I had yeah. um, one of the larger more popular brands now had sent me a message on face or on instagram asking to send me some and i just ignored it because like why would anyone care about non-alcoholic beer <laughs> and then like shortly after that i learned how popular that is becoming yeah. but then i still like i don't care like if i if i want a yeah. beer i'm just gonna have a beer <laughs> right i think i heard something like, like i have that. so many questions <laughs> like I have so many questions though too. I'm like, what's the shelf life? You know, how, how long is this going to last? Is it? Do you have to pasteurize it then? You know, I'm. It's. You know, I'm like, and and to me, I always think of like if you're looking for. I guess it's just you know the the time I grew up in. I'm like, if you're looking for a non-alcoholic beer, you're looking for like a coarse cutter or you know <laughs> some just. Coca-Cola American or style, <laughs> you know, you're you're not really drinking craft beer. Although but some, I, of, from what I I've mean, heard, some of are. the newest ones are really good. I yeah, like I said, I've, really, tried I, any. I've <clears throat> I got I got a six pack. Somebody sent me a six pack, and it was like, hey, here's that six pack you asked for, and I was like. I absolutely didn't ask for this, uh, you know, but I was just like, and I don't even know who sent it. There was like no, no signature or anything. It was just a That's box good. marked to me. And I'm like, how the hell did they, who's <laughs> sending me these things? And, you know, I tried it and I was just like, took a nice big gulp and said, all right, I'm good. You know, and that was the end of that. What was that? It, it, 
it just tasted like unfermented wort to me what they sent me you know it was <laughs> weird yeah, that, that's, not, was that's weird. not the thing yeah yeah that yeah. that would not be enjoyable to drink I and mean, no. it's, it's fun to taste when you're on and a it brewery wasn't tour IPA. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i read i thought it's not reds in the light though that you know athletic brewing company is would be like a it's close to being a top 50 brewer or something like that in the country. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like, well, yeah, because they haven't even doing, been around that long, have they? They can ship everywhere because it's N.A., you know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, that's just, like, something that's interesting that proves that it is a real legit thing. Do you, you guys see a bunch of the small places in your area, dude? No, no one is doing it yet, but there are several that I've talked to that are right. looking into it. And that's really? where I would, oh, like... Wow. They describe the um, the the pr- the process for how they understood it gotcha. to do yeah. it, and wow. it, but it's all I think like the early looking into it is just a possibility. Totally. And the shelf wow. space is getting bigger for it too. I'm seeing a lot more varieties, and then it's even moving into liquor. You've got tequila and whiskey that's going into the non-alcoholics too. Which... That's just stupid. Seems what? very weird. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I don't. Okay. Uh, I was doing doing a tasting in a store recently, actually, was like the weekend before Easter. And there was a ton of people coming in and buying non-alcoholic. There was a bunch of like tequilas and whiskeys and then all the beer and people were just coming in and buying it like crazy. And I was talking to one guy about it. He's like, well, I gave up beer for Lent. So this is what I go to. That's cheating. Still tastes like beer. So a a lot of the places I've talked to that – we're looking into it were in and it may go away after this year but it was mainly that like i don't know how it was for great lakes but some of the the smaller uh local craft breweries were destroyed in january like oh, yeah. the, <clears throat> so it was kind of like we got to figure out some way to survive dry january next year but it oh, I mean, yeah I think that was probably less of a thing for us up here, thankfully. I think up here in Cleveland, 20 degrees, we're like, nothing matters. I'm not doing dry January, all that stuff. I I hear a bunch of people are doing dry January. I I, I know a bunch of people that say they're doing dry January, and then it's like January 6th, and they're drinking, you know? So that I that was at least one of the breweries I talked to. That was their motivation of looking into it was was the huh. dry January people, and then Justin. Because I I don't know. I feel like if you're going to a craft brewery, are you? Like, why yeah. would you want a non-alcoholic <laughs> beer? Like so the, D, the DD, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's true. If you really yeah. like beer. And yeah, you, you you're go. the DD for the night. That's your there you go. That's your way to so still again, enjoy do, it. Are DDs still a thing with Uber? I don't know. You know, but yeah, I was gonna say yeah, your DDs Uber. <laughs> I tell you what though, I will say because I've been pregnant twice since working in the beer business. Maybe a non-alcoholic would have been nice. You know how many dirty looks I got sitting at a bar when I was like nine months pregnant. <laughs> well, totally. Well, <laughs> um, my wife's doctor basically like pretty much was encouraging her to still drink while pregnant with both of our daughters. So I, I apparently you made like a tiny, tiny amount, right? Like five um, ounces. That's like a glass of wine a day. He was advocating for. Yeah, you can have, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a, a beer a day. 
And, and yeah, there's I mean, only you can't like get all squilly. Yeah, and, and there's only like right. there's a like apparently a like a time frame where you need to avoid completely, and then like outside of that time frame, it's safe. But uh, my yeah. my wife decided that um, it was easy to not drink, so just best to <laughs> not. <laughs> I had an Eddie Fitz the day before I had my daughter, so. And I'm pretty sure that's what helped me go into labor. <laughs> yeah, that's legit. I, I think alcohol was another thing that was advocated for for inducing labor, too. <laughs> maybe she... Maybe, yeah, obviously we're not advocating any of that. Um, right. This was just her right. horrible, doc, her horrible just doctor. Her horrible doctor. Um... <laughs> um we're going to take a real quick sponsor break because they typically like to follow conversations like that. Um, <laughs> and when, when we get back, um, I have a co- I, I just want to talk about the crush worthy a little bit longer to talk about the artwork and I guess probably That's like fun. your art, uh, ideas in general. Uh, so we cool. will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Alright, so I really like this can. I like the um, tattoo-inspired artwork. It seems to be like a growing trend in there was something else I saw recently where that that's what they were going with. I can't remember if it was a beer or something else. Ta- I don't know. Tattoo thing specifically. Yeah, like tattoo yeah. art becoming a popular thing right. for different. So when you guys come up with a label, who how what is the development process for that? So f- for us like big picture type development thing as as foreman was talking about the process of brewing the beer he was in, in the throes of that last time we were talking we had been done with the label and and the name and stuff for a couple months already because like <laughs> it's kind of funny it's a little different from i think how like a lot of small brewers would operate right if you brew the liquid and then you come up with a fun name for it but like for for a brewer like us and for you know your flying dogs and so on and so forth we have to kind of conceive what this beer is going to be nine months ahead of time but these guys need a lot of time to actually brew it and, and perfect it and stuff so that being said it, it did take a lot of work for us to kind of figure out what exactly we were going to go for for this so um we landed on this so first of all we have kind of a 
uh, portfolio development team that's like the CEO, VP of sales, uh, foreman's on it, um, various marketing people, and so on. See, that's what I'm saying. Foreman, you foreman need... just contributes the, the talk. No, he doesn't. He, you, he need, just the you need a better title than pub brewing manager. <laughs> right? Is the beer wizard in some way, master of none? Yeah. I mean, that was. So I, I did ask years ago. I asked for uh, under my name on my business card to be sore loser, but <laughs> that was a big no. Becca was like, absolutely not. <laughs> we need fun. We need more fun titles here. Tell your I, listeners mm-hmm. to submit um, ideas, and we'll pick a winner. I mean, beer wizard. That's good. Yeah. Something wizard's always a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're literally concocting these things, so. So we were kind of what like we knew we wanted to do this low calorie beer. We had settled on the weed beer with the fruit and stuff like that. You know, we have a target audience since ideally anybody and everybody because it's a year round beer that's distributed everywhere we sell. But we were like clearly also kind of targeting maybe a little bit of a younger consumer, both male and female, so on and so forth. So all that kind of data, market data, um, helps inform the image we're going for. Obviously it's got to reflect how the beer is going to taste and everything like that too. So although Steve hadn't 100% perfected the recipe by that point, we knew what kind of flavor that we were going to want this beer to have. So there was a a target already. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's a lot of work that goes into that, a lot of research and discussions amongst the team and and things like that. It It takes all parts of the brewery to make that happen. So, we settled on the, the kind of tattoo art right here. Um, it's got the flavor call outs, right, with the juiciness of the citrus kind of emanating from the, the orange citrus heart right here. Hey, hold that up um, again. Yeah. There you go. So it's definitely got the flavor call outs there. Um, got kind of that fun banner thing. So like you have the tattoo, the name of your crush and an old school kind of retro tattoo. And then like overall, the rest of the look too is just kind of, you know, for us, it's a little different. It's a little bit more stripped down with the white background. You see a lot of the low, low calorie beers, the better for you space have that white background, right? And so seltzers. That too. And seltzer, exactly. And that's, the big driver for that. And even just like, this is one of my favorite little things about it. Like the name it's crush really low cal citrus wheat. Like it doesn't mention beer or ale or anything like that. So there's like a lot of subtle things that went to the development of this brand based on like who we were trying to communicate to and all that. So, and then um, we worked with the li- li- uh, Sorry. No. One other thing. No, 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 no. No, Foreman, you go first because the, the Sam Hadley stuff will take a minute. Let the beer wizard oh, go. No, I'm like, I was trying to remember because I remember there was like one or two other names we were thinking about. And now it's going to drive me crazy because I, I I can picture the labels, but I can't remember the names at all. I know. Or like I there was, there was, you know, I remember one with like, it reminded me of like an R. Crumb drawing almost we had like different labels different names and it was like i want to i know it's not but it was wasn't like walking around you know it, it wasn't that stupid um <laughs> do, do you remember do you know what i'm talking about mike it's in my head somewhere I and i i've been this is a really important beer for us so like i've been thinking about crush for these so much that probably anything prior to like three months ago 
is just now gone because <laughs> <laughs> right. no, about... absolutely I'm not, right. absolutely i i don't remember anything like once we got it i'm like i i couldn't even tell you what that first session ipa i couldn't even tell you the grain bill i couldn't tell you what hop went into that thing like i i want to say the last half the Second half of last year, my life revolved around Crushworthy. Like, yeah. So this was, is a real, this, this is a really important beer for the brewery. Yeah. Yeah, they invested oh, yeah. for it. See Ooh. <laughs> is that the? Oh yeah. Those those are sad. We're spending too. money on this brand. <laughs> <laughs> we made so much stuff to help support commercials in Cleveland. Oh really? Commercials. Yeah. Commercials. We've been, yeah. we've been, I saw a commercial on yeah. My wife and I were watching a show on Hulu and like it came on and she just looked over at me and I was like, wow. Oh, okay. You <laughs> know, we were, I, I couldn't tell you what we were watching, but you know, I was like, wow. It's, a, it's not a Cleveland Indians baseball game. Like the, the play by play guys will mention it, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's big time, man. It's a new year rounder. And like, it's entering this totally you know this segment that we've not touched at all and like a lot of craft brewers are just getting into the whole low calorie thing right so it's uh it's definitely we call it one of our big bets for the year and all that and um i have it's doing really well doing really well how's it doing down there in uh dmv it's, so it's, far. Cr- it's crushing it. I mean, it's, we're, we've never said that before. We ordered way more than we had originally anticipated. I mean, even draft, I didn't think this was going to be a beer that people would want to put on tap. I thought people would just want the cans and it would be a great can placement, but we brought in a ton of draft because people want it on tap too. It's been great. You know, there's a, there's a guy who I know that just opened this uh, pizza shop. Like, pizza shop beer shop around the corner from my house and he always carries our stuff and i went in there was picking up pizzas and he's like hey hey the conways ran out what should i put on what should I put? i'm like i'm telling you crushworthy comes out next week get it get it get it and he's like well it's i mean that's the locale the week <laughs> and then uh i had our rep go into his place to give him a sample and then like Two, three weeks later, I went into his other, he has like a, a high-end restaurant, and we were getting takeout from there, and I was picking up my food and was talking to him. Well, listen and, to this, the uh, beer wizard uh, eats out at high-end yeah, restaurants. Right. <laughs> humble <laughs> humble <laughs> bragging. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolute <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> uh, I yeah, eat at I the fancy restaurant. I can't afford I can't afford the <laughs> To really eat there and it was happy hour too uh, uh, no but i went in there and i was like oh you got crushworthy he's like but crushworthy on both places we're working on a place downtown and i'm putting crushworthy on there and i'm like holy crap all on draft too people are going nuts for it it's great yep it's a beer you can drink like we wanted this to be a beer that fit all occasions too you know what i mean so it's true it's low calorie but it's also a sessionable beer it's four percent it's super flavorful too. My goodness, like I mean, you guys are all sipping on it. Yeah. It's hard to believe this beer is four percent and low calorie and all that. I um I don't golf at all, but I feel like this will be a popular <laughs> golf course beer, mm-hmm. right? Like it just Absolutely. seems to scream that. Yeah, 
said this will be my my, my beach beer. beer loves this beer like my mom does not drink my beer she drinks like a miller light every once in a while i gave her some of this and she's like, oh my gosh this is really good i'm like yeah you should actually go out and actually buy it and support the company that your daughter works for. <laughs> my mom actually would just stop by my house before we got on here and she's like got that crush worthy like oh that's really good i like it and the only other beer of ours she'll drink she she used to drink a, a turntable every once in a while pilsner um but conway's and she'll drink a little bit of conway's and that's it she was a Michelob light girl her whole life and uh yeah so my my mom loves it too I'm like, oh. what's that it's a crush really it's your mom's beer you know how yeah. everything's like it's your dad's yeah. beer it's your mom's beer I, i'm not a marketer but I probably wouldn't go with that tagline. <laughs> it's everybody's. It's your mom's beer and your dad's beer. Yeah. Your well, I already beer. made. I already made my mom's beer. <laughs> so, actually, let's let's let Lauren talk about how things are going for Great Lakes in this area because it was the end of 2019 when you started so it's been about almost a year and a half yeah so it was really good timing um you got a couple months of normalcy and then um then something happened all all hell broke loose no you know what this for the one the one of the good things about the maryland market in particular is that we were already in dc and northern virginia so people i mean people knew about us and people are just been—they were begging, like, "When are you gonna come? When are you gonna cross state lines and just bring?" When half the people here are from Pennsylvania, anyway. So. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, so many people that live here. I mean, I'm not from here. I know Chris, you're not from here. Nope. Everybody is a transplant from somewhere else, and we have so many Ohio transplants that live in the DMV. That I think that's one of the reasons why our brand's been so successful. I mean, just like our Browns backers, for example, we have a huge Browns backers following. We, you know, we have a. We have like three locations that people watch games every Sunday. And it sucks that last year when they were actually good, we couldn't all get together and watch it. Um, Even when they were losing so bad, (laughs) we would have like 150 to 200 people come to RFD in downtown DC to watch games. Um, And even like OSU, we have a big OSU alumni following out here. That is really clear. Yeah. Everybody... Yeah, there's just everybody is from somewhere else, and there's a lot of Ohio transplants. So that's been one of the reasons why we've been so successful out here, and I'm thankful for that. Thank goodness. <laughs> so even even through, although from what I understand, even large um, national brands were doing phenomenal at beer stores. Because mm-hmm. I had thought that um, that maybe they weren't because I knew like how much beer local craft breweries were selling and then i was told that like no the large national ones are selling just as much (laughs) yeah during the pandemic absolutely they were cranking it out and i think people i mean people were not everyone was working people were trying to save money they were spending money on something that you know maybe they couldn't afford a luxury craft brand yeah Um, so we're trying they were buying 30 packs of you know bush light (laughs) so it's just you know it depends on what how much money you got? <laughs> well, I meant more like national craft breweries, like oh, um, national, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, the na- yeah, national much. craft brands are doing really well too, because um, right. they had. I mean, they had the, um, they had the support of you know producing. You know, for us, you know, cans. 
we were always talking about bringing cans in. I mean, that was something that was going to happen before the pandemic even happened. And then the pandemic happened and it kind of made us, you know, want to do it even quicker, but then it slowed stuff down because of the aluminum shortage, which we're still dealing with right now. So yeah, because I remember that was one of the things that you guys were talking about, that it was more of like a down the road type of thing, um, yeah. but sped sped way up for you. Yeah. 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 We um, lucked yeah. out that we yeah. weren't already more into cans. It wasn't quick enough, right. but it all worked right. out. <clears throat> let's, um, let's take one more quick sponsor break, and then when we get back, I think that maybe now would be a good time to talk about your new endeavors in the canning and uh your new location because i think you were just starting like it, there's uh the beer wizards got tons of them right there <laughs> so we will be right back there are many reasons why i've chosen district east for where i purchase beer i love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap their friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand. You can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. So if I remember correctly, um, last year, or a little over last year, you were contract canning because you had just started to like get into canning, right? Yep. Yeah. We were working yep. with, um, what, Brie Detroit up about two, three hours away doing some, we would be tankering our, we brew the beer here in Cleveland and then uh, pump it into, what's that, 170 barrel tank? Uh, right yeah, 180 or, you know, I think. Big. 180, yeah. 206. <laughs> it's a large Either tank. 180 yeah. or 200. Yeah. I, but I want to, yeah, it, let's say 180. So basically a bright tank rolling down uh, the Ohio Turnpike towards Detroit, which is kind of a hilarious image. <laughs> and then they would ship us the cans Right. <laughs> you know it went straight it up. it's too trans yeah yeah 
yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but you still the, because I think you were just finishing up on it, or it was brand new when you were last on, which I had completely yeah. planned on listening to that episode again. Um. But I did not. Uh. So I'm relying on my horrible memory. I think you're right. I think we were here in late September. Yeah. And I believe Foreman, the can line went strong soul went on in early October full time. That sound right? Hey, you don't sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, he's I'm just, seriously, he's, he's just, I, I don't remember. I really don't pub. remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> that the whole, all of Strongsville, like even building out and, and, starting up production over there you know it, it it's a blur it's it's all a blur now They're, like so much has gone on with that facility it's crazy yeah. but yeah uh october i think we were told 100 online in october right so is there brewing there too or that's a warehouse and packaging right uh, there's a there's a there there's a little brewing going on there okay. technically. Oh, there um, I didn't know that. You know, is, um, is the pilot system system over there? Oh, there's a pilot system. It's um, uh, it's the most basic pilot system you'll ever see. Yes, <laughs> I yes. have one of them in my garage that I haven't used you know, in years. It, right. <laughs> I mean, for legality reasons, we have to have a brew system uh -oh. on site. Oh. That so, needs to be used. Do you have a bunch of so, Mr. Beer kits? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, it's a fancy. It's a fancy. It's a Monsieur beer. Um, <laughs> it's real fancy. Uh, no, I mean it, we got a, a little system over there. I'll do five gallon batches. Actually, I'm due to go there in like a week or so, and I just do stuff that I know is going to be a headache for me. Um, that I really don't mind if I just pick the whole thing up and dump it, you know, in the dumpster <laughs> out back. Um, you know, I did a Horner beer. Are you familiar with Horner beer? No. It, it's a hundred percent oat. Um, it's a, it's a hundred percent oat beer. Um, and it was a nightmare <laughs> and I wanted to make one forever and Thank God I made it on that little system. Um, you know, I'll do the things that I know are not going to run off well or something that's going to turn like a brew day into a brew and Fiasco. three quarters, Fiasco. day and three quarters, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm actually, I, I do have to go out there in the next week or two and brew on that little system. So are there stipulations on like how often you have to brew uh, or you know what i don't know i don't know you're just um, told um, to do it <laughs> i'm i'm no i'm i'm oh. just uh i've got it where i'm gonna go once a quarter so okay. once a quarter you have a brew go in there i think, I think um, at the preview actually use it like so it's like a yeah. handful of times a year okay you know? well we gotta do the taxes on it i gotta fill out the brew sheets i gotta fill out all the paperwork yeah. you know we do the taxes on the minuscule amount and it might go down the drain it might make it into <laughs> a keg and onto you know yeah it'll probably end up once i really get it dialed in it'll just be shift beers for guys over there you know yeah. strong <laughs> since we don't have a tap 
you know, we'll get them a little kegerator or something and yeah. they can see their shift beers. This is like a you prime know? example of like how ridiculous laws like that are. Like they're, they're right. Yeah. Well, in, in especially, I mean, I'm sure it's in every industry, but this is one of the only industries that like, like I hear all the ins and outs of it, but there are so many laws that there are just the, these little simple things that people do to follow <laughs> the rule. Right. <laughs> which it's weird, just proves you know? like there's I, really I no know. reason for it at all. Right. I don't, I don't really understand the reasoning behind it. And I'm, I, I still don't. And I think it might have to do with the fact that we do have physical bright tanks in the building there that we're filling up that we're packaging from. Cause we're, realistically it's a packaging and warehouse facility, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so ultimately, I don't... ultimately it's because the law was probably written by someone who had no idea, no idea. what, Absolutely. <laughs> what they yeah, were writing I mean, about yeah, someone right. who didn't want breweries to like be allowed to do whatever they were trying to do. Talk someone in to add something else in to, yeah, at least that's how I understand how legislating works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, state, every state is different. Every state makes it so much, makes it so difficult to get brands registered. And I mean, in Virginia, I have to do like arts and crafts just to get our brands registered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think in Wisconsin, you really don't have to do much of anything. You just yeah. show up with the beer and put put a for yeah, sale right? tag on it. I mean, they know, they know yeah. what they're doing. Though. I mean, yeah. I know. I I I'm almost positive you don't even you don't have to register your beer with the state. Like each individual beer, you know, it's it's totally weird. I was That's talking to somebody about this last week, huh? In That's DC, how DC you is. You don't have to register anything. So it's like the wild, wild west. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. That's why DC, like places in DC will get all those like whales uh, like from all over the country because places will just, well, either they can actually just drive to, it's legal for them to just drive to another state, buy something at retail and then resell it in DC. Yeah, there were bars. Oh, go ahead. I was going to no, say, I was gonna a, say <laughs> I'm done. We did it again. <laughs> there's an other half in uh, in DC, isn't there, Chris? Yeah, it opened yeah. October-ish, October, yeah. November time frame, somewhere somewhere around there. Yeah, not good timing. Right, <laughs> but the yeah. example of Yeah, there's a lot of examples of really bad timing in the brewing industry. <laughs> So now, I was just going to say that there used to be bars when zombie dust got hot that would drive to other states, okay. buy a couple cases of zombie dust, bring them back, sell them at their bar, but not really tell anybody. You had to like, yeah, there was be on the ends. They were Ohio City bars too. There's a, there's <laughs> a lot of that. And I don't know if it's as much anymore, but there was definitely a lot of that in DC. Like you could get Pliny and. Heady Topper and like all those yeah. types of things. Um, when we first started distributing in DC, when like Christmas ale would come out, that was back when we 
really couldn't make a lot of Christmas sale, I would have retailers go to other retailers and buy the Christmas sale and then <laughs> resell it at their store. And they were charging like $6 a bottle. Somebody actually wrote the brewery complaining that they paid $36 for a case for a six pack of Christmas sale. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, why did you pay that? Like, this is right. That, that is your that fault. Like you yeah. go in there and buy that because you're yeah. stupid. Like, why would you pay that? They're clearly ripping you off. Like, you enabled uh, this behavior. Yes. Like, this is why they do that. The, um, Three Floyds just started distributing in Maryland. Um, and I would say maybe half of the posts I saw of... Um, like the announcing of it from different places that like, there was at least one reply of, I would have cared about this a decade ago. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ooh, come on. <laughs> was, now it's zombie dust is available. So it's not yeah. good anymore. Right. I've heard this sounds familiar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, like, I mean, that's becoming much more prevalent though of, like places that were really hard to get beer from and other half in this area is obviously going to stay easier to get to since they opened the DC location. But there's a lot of these breweries that have started distributing in Maryland. I wonder if that's going to go away and obviously great lakes isn't going to go away once the pandemic's over. Cause like, I mean, you guys make tons and tons of beer. Um, but I'm thinking of like, I, I can't even think of an example now. I mean, maybe Three Floyds is a good example, although they're way larger than I ever thought they were. Um, yeah. When draft sales come back in force and taproom sales take place, are all these beers that people got accustomed to having access to, is that going to go away? But yeah. I guess No, I don't think. You think? I don't know. Well, no. think about what was that? I don't like, think they'll go away. The few, what was that like five five or six years ago? Didn't Dogfish Head like leave a bunch of states because they couldn't keep up with demand, and yes. then they yeah they went back in later on. So I mean that could be something because a lot of these tap rooms they didn't have and people weren't they weren't able to sell their beer in their tap room, so they needed to get rid of it and make money. So that might happen here in the next couple of years. Yeah, like Aslan's one of the thing. Aslan's one of the breweries I'm thinking of. Tripping on animals is one. Um, but I don't. It it could have just be like it coincided with a large production expansion because I know some of those breweries did have a large expansion, so right. they could put more in a distribution. I'm just I'm curious to see how all yeah. that shakes out once you're, you're thinking about like the locals. Are they going to start distributing basically? Yeah, like yeah, yeah more of the small local, maybe yeah. even regional size craft breweries. Are they going to have to pull back on distribution once taproom sales come back and uh, draft sales in general come back? Yeah, probably a little. I don't think it's going to be super drastic. I, I, I think I would think like a lot of the smaller brewers probably learn that there's some value in doing that too. You know, to get your name out a little bit more. Needed to, yeah. And like Aslan doesn't have any problem. I know Aslan. You know, I mean, they don't have a ton of a yeah. problem getting their name out, but, but at the same time. I'm a nerd too. Not everybody knows about that. And so I think there'll be a kind of a happy medium where there'll still be some distribution and going on. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to cut your margins a couple of times and why not? You know, how, so. um, how many States is great lakes in now? Have you, have you entered any more or was Maryland the last new state? Maryland was the last. Yep. It's still 14 in DC. It's still, I always find it amazing how many craft breweries there are 
that sell so much beer in such small footprints. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we ended up being, you know, it was, it was a tough year for everybody last year, obviously. Um, but we still maintained our position on that old Brewers Association top 50 list. So we actually moved up one from 23 to 22. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, 14 states in D.C. is pretty tight. The, the only other brewer on the list I look at that's above us is New Glarus. I was, I was just going to say, like, all how, that beer in Wisconsin. Like, how much do people in, New- in Chicago and Minneapolis, you know, people drive across yeah. the border. Do people still, in Wisconsin only drink New Glarus? Is there like a law in the books that you can't, like, <laughs> that's the only beer I just available? Think they drink or? a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> they must for how right? much New, like, New Glarus. Their winter's colder than ours. So they drink yeah. more. Yeah. You can drink a lot of spotted cow. So. Oh, no, the strawberry rhubarb ale. Also, yeah, that is my one of my favorite beers of any beer in existence. Yeah, their sours are are awesome. But yeah, it's a, I mean, helps keep the beer fresh, keep it close to home, and all that stuff. So, but still, like fourteen states, that's also that's a time. I mean, it's less than half. See how quickly I did that math? Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Less than twenty-five. Yes. Um, I I guess that's a. Great Lakes has obviously taken the own your backyard approach to expansion. Yeah, and I think that's the, I mean, that's more, we probably even talked about this last time, but it's more and more important than ever, you know, like when local being such a driving force behind people's purchasing decisions. So we're happy where we are. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of start eyeing a couple new markets sometime soon enough, but I think we're going to have the problem here soon enough of, We've had a kind of a bit of a slowdown the past couple of years and all the new beers that we've been coming out with and moving over to cans and stuff. Very quickly, all of a sudden, we may need to find more space to brew. So, well, yeah, because I remember the last time. <laughs> I don't know if you know more about Dad Foreman, but yeah. Yeah. The last yeah, time yeah, we yeah. last time we talked, you, you were that was one of the things you guys talked about is how um, space constrained you are yeah it's it's a landlocked facility it's one i can see it right over here it's uh it's one small city block in an area very close to downtown cleveland that's an old school neighborhood so it's it's not big well the, steve the canning facility is a huge help too just being off-site you know we tanker the beer down there i, I mentioned the detroit thing before the canning facility is about 20 minutes away so that just gives us a ton more room to have the, the canning line itself and the warehousing space to store our ingredients and our beer and all that stuff. I mean, Steve's just going to have to go over there more than once a quarter and fire up the five well, gallon. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I want to try some of the stuff you make, man. I didn't try the uh, Yeah, me too. I assume, <laughs> I assume the Horner probably didn't work out. But yeah. uh, you know what? I sort of, I would, I let it be. I let it do its thing and it's there. It's there. Um, I actually had uh, Dewey on maintenance who's over there running our canning line now. He's over in the Ohio City facility this week. Um, he was like, hey, when are you going to get that beer? Or what are you going to do with that beer over in Strongsville? <laughs> and I'm like, whatever you want, man. It's all you. That's the Horner. Yeah. I've oh, it of... exists. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's there. It's there, man. Um, I'm going to Strongsville. Now, I guess I'll try some next week. We'll no, see, you know, you're still bottling too, right? 
Not a, Couple not a lot, though, yeah. Did it's, you? It's been a pretty tough shit. The cans, except for Elliot Ness, Edmund Fitzgerald, and then we're still doing like the twelve pack variety pack, and then some of our seasonals are still like Christmas ale will still be in bottles, Oktoberfest will still be in bottles. We just don't. We make so much of that beer that we just with the aluminum shortage, we're just not going to be able to. Um, right. accommodate the orders that we're going to need for that. So those will still be in bottles. That, and that was going to be my next question. Did you at any point have to shift more stuff into bottles because it was, I mean, the vast majority of your beers are in 12 ounce cans. And for what I understand, that was like, that was, those were basically gold for a few months. Yeah. No, even bottles got that way. Oh, really? We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we ended up buying like two truckloads from Mexico yeah. and guys drove them up. They drove them to Cleveland. They showed up on the two guys showed up on a Saturday uh, with a truck. That and, sounds so much uh, shadier than it probably was. I know, right? That it really was. <laughs> it absolutely does. But like two guys didn't speak English. They were talking to the guy, Brad. Brad was calling me. He's like, do you understand Spanish? And I'm like, a little. I'm like, what do you need? And he's like, there's guys. They're trying to drop off bottles. I'm like, just sign the paper. Just take the bottles. <laughs> say, just okay. take them. If they have cans, yeah, get those two. Get <laughs> right. But then we also, like, I mean, we were we found a warehouse in, like, Minnesota that was closing that had three or four truckloads of bottles and you know we bought those up because we i mean if glass even got to the point there were times where we couldn't package um this past winter because we didn't have physically have the packaging like oh, wow. we had no glass we had no can and we were right. waiting on shipments to come in yeah so, so our poor bottling line guys were losing their minds <laughs> all all of your cans are shrink wrapped now with the pre-labeled we have some summer printed, so I don't know okay. if you have them down there, uh, DMV, but this uh, this crusher right here is printed. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I really oh, no, most of printed at this point, right? Well, the yeah, one, no, they're all printed. The ones I have are shrink-wrapped. Yeah. We had to do, I think we had to, to get it out on time. We had to, we had to do, do a, a shrink wrap so okay. everybody could get them to their markets in time. Yeah. So we does that? Does now that... We, have, we don't shrink it anymore. Right. But I mean, either way, though, you you receive them from like they they come in that way, right? Even the shrink wrapped ones, because I would imagine that would right. be a huge pain to do. Yeah, uh, that's, that's does that make it harder or easier to source cans when you when you're buying them like in large quantities already printed? No, <laughs> um, I, I, already printed. It doesn't really. I don't think it really makes a difference. Really, okay. we're just trying to keep. We're just trying to get aluminum. Yeah, you know. <laughs> In the end, it's the same for the for ball or whatever. It ends up being more or less the same thing. You know, they're either right. just pressing the blank cans or pressing the can with the artwork already on it. So yeah, it actually doesn't really. Right. Okay. It's cheaper for us too. With a shrink wrap, add some cost. So. I um. It's cheaper to do it this way. I had I had hadn't realized that bottles were um, constrained. Also, although I just oh, yeah. learned today, or today or yesterday, I don't know, someday, that uh, growlers at one point also became impossible to get. Everything. At least certain really? styles. Yeah, certain styles of growlers became very very difficult. As, to... Yeah, just a massive amount of beer that went from 
bars, restaurants, tap rooms to literally not being able to do that, you know? And well, I, these like places that we used to get bottles from would be like, we'd send you more bottles, but you know, we converted one of our lines to do jars for, you know, pickles or something because like, <laughs> oh, yeah. because there's been so much yeah, to cans and they were like, what, no why more? are we wasting our time with beer bottles? You yeah. know? So, we're into pickling sudden, now. <laughs> well, there was a, 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 a ball jar, uh, glass jar shortage. I remember at that one too. Point, I was at the local grocery store and there were these two older ladies like freaking out because the one lady had the last case, <laughs> excuse me, of jars. Yeah, because that was apparently, that was one of those things that a ton of people got, people got into canning during the. <laughs> canning, yeah, pickling, fermenting, sourdough. Yeah. Sour, everybody got into sourdough. So we're, um, did you guys end up having to dump a lot of beer or like, cause I imagine you uh, had a lot sent out in, in to the world in kegs or were you able to salvage? We did, we did do, uh, with our distributor, we did do a buyback, you know, um, from accounts and that. So they didn't, you know, get totally screwed. Mm. Um, but it, uh, you know what? I couldn't even tell you how much. I mean, there was a good amount. There was a good amount. I know we had a lot of Dort that came back. I remember seeing a bunch of Dort kegs and being like, oh, man. Um, on my end, over in the brewery or in the brew pub, I think I, I only dumped. I'm like, I say only. And I think about <laughs> it in my head. I'm like, I think I only dumped like 14 to 20 barrels or total, which is, um, was more of beginning of shutdown. Um, and yeah, where it was completely we, locked. Right. And, but then we did our own shutdown for January, February. Okay. Um, and I think I ended up dumping like eight barrels there and maybe 12 barrels in the beginning. It was, and it really wasn't because total shutdown. It was because things were getting older yeah. and I could start to taste that they were getting out of date. They were getting close. And it, for the pub, it was just like, all right, put it down the drain. Um, just would rather have quality beer go out than something that's on its last legs. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, for us, that's or like for me at the brew pub, that it's not, that's not a ton. It could have been a lot worse. Um, I had, what, two fermenters I ended up having to dump, which really sucked because they were experimental beers. Oh. It was the first batch of uh, an IPA that we've been working on lately. Yeah. So, yeah, that really that really bummed me out. You know, I, I, I tasted some, but then tease time. <laughs> right, tease. Here's the tease. We got another one for you. Yeah, we got another one coming. They're a bunch of teases. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about that, have um, have you completed all of the branding refreshes and label changes that you were in the midst of the last time we talked? I believe so. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah. They yeah. might not all have been released yet, but we have we right. have they all haven't been released yet though. Okay. In house so like Oktoberfest and stuff, we haven't 
I don't think we've yeah, shown we that publicly yet. A couple other ones. Because we started big time on this stuff, like, in earnest. I don't know. Midway through last year, that's when we kind of decided, oh, we actually need to refresh all the labels now since we are moving over to cans and all that stuff. So then, like, beers that were just about to hit, like Oktoberfest, were ended up being at the end of the queue just yeah. because we, we had more or less a four year, full year to work on them. So, yeah, other than that, I mean, so they're all done in-house. And, uh, yeah, we have a new one that is also ready to go at some point. When will this new mysterious tropical? I look at it, Beer Wizard went to hold something up like he had a sneak peek of it, and it was just haze craft. <laughs> just haze, <laughs> just haze, just the beer we came out with. I thought we were doing the Jimmy Five. I've got fifteen beers to finish. Yeah, I've, got, I've, got the, I've got the iguana. Oh uh, yeah, that's is, is this a new? Is this new for this year, or is kind of? It was out uh, last year. What, last year? Right last year was the first year we put it out? So we did it. We did two years ago. And this beer even, being the Mexican lager, since most people listen to this and aren't watching. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Mexican lager with lime. with our little like, wine and friend on it. This came out. This is a small batch. We did two years ago a small batch canning series with the, local, the Iron Heart who goes around and cans yeah. at a bunch of spots. And then... Um, this is one of the first ones to go to the co-packer last year. Talk about a company that won. They they yeah. were able to capitalize on the last year for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Ironheart, for sure. Yeah. I like the label. It's very eye-catching. Like that green draws your eye. The iguana spooning a lime. That's right. That's cool. I never thought about the iguana right? spooning, spooning oh, no, the line. Oh, I know, absolutely. <laughs> but the first time I saw that label, I was That's in the meeting though. when they showed us that. And I was like, oh, he's totally spooning it. He's like, mm. I like that. <laughs> All of the packaging now is just really bright and colorful. It's not, It really yeah. stands out on the shelf. And it, it's the right amount of lime. So many places. Right? Make a, a lager with lime, a Mexican lo- lager with lime in it, and you taste it, and you're like, all right, I just had some lime juice. Thanks a lot. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah this I is... was actually at an account earlier today tasting this out with um, someone, and someone made a comment about how this is so much better than another brand that does a Mexican lager that's made locally, and this is just has a lot more flavor to it. <laughs> This is good. Yeah, this is good. I good. add a lime to it. I like adding lime. You add a lime to it? I would. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm so know. girly. Oh. You know? yeah, like, yeah, right. I'm like, oh, why are you? Like, why do you want to ruin Steve's beer? I know. I know it's offensive. <laughs> you know the 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 best part about this is this was like when we were working on another beer. This was the backup. The original right. was Grande Lagos. Yep. Grande Lagos was a Mexican lager with uh, hibiscus. Hibiscus. And so it was like it was pink. You know, this pink, crazy pink beer. And it was good. But then it, there's some corn in there. And we can't figure out why. But there was some weird reaction was happening between the hibiscus. I Well, this is my theory. <laughs> um, the hibiscus and the lime was giving off these like off flavors, and you know we sent it to we sent it to outside labs to be like, hey, you know, check for this, check for this, and the beer's coming back totally clean, and we had to like just be like, 
all right, we can't be doing that. It, it just tastes soft. Well, let's, let's try it with the lime again. And we found this new lime supplier and the lime we're using on this is just awesome. Like I, I love, we're using all our, actually all our citrus now we're getting from them. Yeah. Um, I like, like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's there, but you can still taste the lager part of the beer. Right. You know, and that was the whole thing. It wasn't supposed to be some lime bomb. You know, I'm not drinking limeade. You wanted (laughs) something nice, refreshing, and it's got that, you know, hint of like you threw a lime in your beer. So you just like two limes in your beer, Lauren. You know, <laughs> this ha- this already has all lime love, in it. I love citrus. You know? That's my favorite thing. Love you don't it. have to have a stranger put a, touch a lime and put it in your beer. <laughs> right. The work it's is already, done. Already, I put it in there for it. I'm the stranger. <laughs> I'm the strange one putting it in there. Steve has emphasis on strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. How how did Hayscraft do? I'm assuming because you're still making it, it has done well. Uh, yeah. well. yeah, very well. Yeah. Um, I will yeah. say at the pub right now, since we reopened, that is the fastest mover. It, um, I know it is sold. It is sold out in this area a couple times, hasn't it? Maybe more than a couple awesome. times. Cool. Did not know that. Well. Cool. I'm really bad at this whole Showing it on the screen. It's my first. Go towards the light. (laughs) It becomes second nature after a year year of this. (laughs) Oh man, I'm Uh, jealous. I didn't bring a hazecraft over. I have one. I have one right to my right. I haven't decided if I want to go for three beers. I haven't decided if this is a three beer episode yet. I, I am. Well, if you're gonna do a three, if you you should probably open Chill Wave if you're gonna do three beers. No, because isn't that one like nine percent or something? <laughs> There's a reason I didn't bring a chill wave over. That's why I, I, if, I were at, if I were at home, I would have popped a chill wave. So oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good boy. We were we were sold out of chill wave. I got to give me fifteen or give me fifteen. Give me fifteen. Uh, to give me five. Uh, <laughs> wants all fifteen. <laughs> I didn't realize. Sorry, I didn't realize this was a uh, three beer podcast. I'm like, I think this is beer. Oh, I mean, I mean you, can, you can have as many as you want. I mean, I'm probably I'm still right gonna... now. So yeah, right? I'm at home sitting at my dining room table hanging out. I think, <laughs> although if we take this long enough, I probably won't have to cook dinner. Um, I think I'm supposed. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to cook dinner tonight. But if I take long enough, I'm guessing I won't uh, have to. Dad's working. Sorry, hon. Strategy. Dad's working. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. She'll have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, All so, right. Let's stretch this baby on the six. Um, so you brought up Chill Wave, uh, which I intentionally did not put that into my beer fridge to my right because I didn't want to be tempted to open that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking through them like nice. uh, 4%. I can handle that. What was this one? This is yeah, 5.4. I can handle that. And what Hayscraft is six something, right? Yeah, six, six seven. seven. Yeah. So I've, I did some quick math. I was like, those three are safe. And then I looked at Chill Wave. And I'm like, that is not. I'm not. I'm not going to tempt myself with this one. <laughs> yeah, and those are 16 ounces too, aren't they? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, before, well, and maybe this will even tie into 
the Imperial IPA series that Chill Wave is part of. Are they are those all going to be sixteen ounce cans or is was? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> and what is the philosophy and thinking behind that? I think it's kind of like I mean think about uh, well partially maybe it's partially can supply like you know only so many twelve ounce cans out there, but you know you see a lot of the. So, okay, so it's an Imperial IPA series. It's it's kind of, for us, our specialty type series, right? Um, and you, I, this is my kind of take on it. You see a lot of these small tap rooms and stuff package the beer in 16-ounce cans, so it makes sense um, for us to, to have our beer in that same package format. It's my take. Um, do you guys have more commentary on that? Like that's like you know you see all the all the small brewers. Yeah. Chris went away too. I was confused if I should keep going. Or not. Oh yeah, you were you were supposed. So I, like, I, I, I had to go. I just had to get I'm my. Not sure, I should stop, and I no. lost my train of thought. I kept my so headphones like, on so I could listen to I you. Know, yeah, my so, <laughs> so you know, like all I was wondering why you sounded so confused. I'm like, this seems like an easy question for you. Chris just went away. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I felt like note, it was going to be a long it. enough answer that I could sneak <laughs> off and and grab the haze craft with so a I'm seamless exit and entry. <laughs> My take is like you see the specialty offerings from our small brewer friends. They typically are in 16 ounce cans. Um, maybe to share with friends. Maybe just because it's kind of nice to have. Um, I don't know. This is a beer for me that I like to enjoy more towards the end of the night. Uh, our local film fest is going on right now, and it's all virtual, of course. But <clears throat> wife and I will throw on a movie like at 8 p.m. or something. I'll crack a chill wave, and it's the kind of the perfect way to end um, a day. So I went to the, go I, see I guess, a movie uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing. In in person, <laughs> yeah, in the theater. In the theater, <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Really enjoyed the film fest being like at my house. Yeah. The amount. Oh yeah, I mean that would be film. really cool. Dude, the amount. Yesterday, my boys and I watched like, what, three different shorts programs. It was. This is great. But I don't we have to leave. I'm we have um I'm we, have a, <laughs> we have um we have a uh, movie theater called Warehouse Cinemas, which has done an amazing job, like being COVID safe. But I'm full. Like I was fully vaccinated in February, so I've, like, Sweet. for my mental health, I'm whether it's based in science or not, I'm treating that as an impenetrable suit of armor, so that I can go back out in the public. And I was like, I'm going to go see a movie, because they have like twenty, I think twenty eight taps. They have amazing food, oh, wow. and it's a. They opened last year, so the theater is beautiful. Um, really but great. it was it was a. It was cool, but also yeah. surreal yeah, he experience. Did, he did, he did yes, he did reclining seats in yeah, every theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's wow. what's this place called? It's warehouse? called Warehouse. Warehouse, warehouse Cinemas. Cinemas. So is it like gonna be all over the place, or is this just like an independent? It's independent. I don't know if they have plans to open other ones, but this is the first okay. one. It's it's a independently owned by a local local business. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, they, they do like retro movies. They do yeah. current movies. Okay. Um, they do a yeah, bunch of indie stuff. Here, we've got our uh, drive-in. Our drive-ins, have, I guess, mm-hmm. have, like they've been crushing it. But, but last year was all retro movies. Like, yeah. There were well, there really weren't new movies. Yeah. I took my boys to see Ghostbusters. We saw Ghostbusters, Poltergeist. Yeah, there's um we in Frederick. There's a local uh, company called Showtime Entertainment. They do stage setups and sound for like huge tours. Um, so they set up a huge LED wall and all their equipment and like did a pop-up movie theater at the fairgrounds in frederick oh cool yeah that was fun we did that a couple a couple of times you could and then like one of the local breweries was selling beer which was really cool it was neat yeah there was uh beer booze and they had a food truck there um so well is right now only the imperial ap IPA series, the ones that are going to be in the 16 ounce cans, or do you have plans to put other beers in? For, for the most part, we have a couple of local market beers that are in 16 ounce cans, but, but other than that, right now it's well, we were going to do some other beers in 16 ounce cans to like have it, you know, venues, whether it's music or sports or whatever, but we obviously had to nix those because yeah. we weren't sure how this summer was going to go, but. I think I don't know, Lauren. Have you heard talk about bringing those back? Not yet. Um, yeah. I think I think once things start picking up for outdoor venues, possibly. But for now, because we were going to bring in Crushworthy sixteen ounce cans, that was right. going to be something that we were going to do. But then we nixed it because just just didn't didn't seem to make sense at the moment. So yeah, we had to decide that you know in like February or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. before vaccine rollout was really picking up and all that. So yeah. So do you still do those cans yourself? Just switch the line over to be it? Like, can it do both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it takes like, you know, it takes like an hour to break down the line. And then we'll switch it over. We'll run a CIP. We'll clean it, you know, and then uh, start running. What type of canning line do you have? Oh my god, oh, man! Good question. I do, yeah, that's, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't remember. Oh my god! Good I question. I wish I knew the answer. <laughs> I'm like, I, well, I, is it a crown? If we were doing this next week, I could definitely. I'm. I believe it or not, this I thing has right? been there. I have not been there yet. It's been there I've for been there, half a year. I've only been there one time when they were running. That's the thing. I was always there pre, pre line and. One time post line, and well, I'm like, oh god, well, I don't, I mean, I don't even remember. You're there trying to make five gallons of beer. You can't pay attention to right. And <laughs> man, if I could send you the pictures I have of my brew space that I sent to Pat Conway, our owner, he's like, hey, what's the uh, square footage of our uh, brew system over in Strongsville? And I'm like, here you go, and I send it to him, and it's like. Behind the bright tanks in a four foot walkway, and it's me <laughs> with like this plastic chair from school when I was in elementary school, <laughs> and the whole setup's right in front of me. And I'm like, that's it, you know? And he's like, well, wait, w- then where's the system? I'm like, in the front of the picture. And he's like, oh, okay, bro, thanks. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a converted igloo cooler for your mash tun? 
No, it's a little more high tech than that. I will say that. It's a little more high tech. I'm like, man, I could have made one in our maintenance shop for like 50 bucks. It's cool, but we we splurged, you know. We got <laughs> so the first the first beer in the series is chill wave what is the next one like geary monster is going to start hitting up here probably within the next two weeks that's yep. been out for 10 years or so mm-hmm. and then we have some new ones after that um title fury is uh, an imperial hazy that's an okay yeah. name but i like right. the next one the name is okay, but the label the for Title Fury is pretty sweet. Do you have the label, label art? Yeah. It's like a Poseidon dude with a trident, and there's like a bolt of lightning hitting him and oh, stuff. Oh, no. I mean, so. it's a cool name, but it kind of sucks paired next to the other one. That I just really like the name <laughs> Dank Demon. Dank Demon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> You know, there's a band somewhere with that name. Right? Probably yeah, some some death metal band for sure. Right? Yeah, yep. There's some death are... metal band in upstate Minnesota with 14 year old kids. My my 11 year old is in a band, and her last concert, she sang a cover of California Uber Alice by the Dead Kennedys. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> What's the name of her band? Uh, zero, <laughs> zero Gravity. Okay. I can suggest to them that they change it to Dank Demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. That would be awesome. A bunch of 11-year-olds. <laughs> and it's, it's all 11-year-olds. Well, 11 you guys are like, oh, shut up, Foreman. <laughs> 11 to uh, 14-year-old girls. <laughs> The Wait. dank demons. That's great. It's like Kitty. It's like Kitty. You yeah. know. Wasn't that the uh, all-female death metal band, Kitty? Right? Am I wrong? Everybody's like, whatever. I don't know. No, that. I, I think you're someone. <laughs> I, I think Mike. My... Sorry, guys. Ruben's on thirteen. <laughs> and give me fifteen. Give me five. No, I'm kidding. Mike's, thirteen to fifteen. Mike's like, I would just like to coordinate this brand someplace else right now. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Right. No, I have seen the label for Dang Demon, and it's cool. yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep. And so then we got Nosferatu too, the Imperial Red IPA. So that'll mm-hmm. be in in the sixteen ounce cans now too. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Have you haven't shown that new artwork? Have you? Not for nope. well, Imperial Red IPA. Have they released that? I don't know. Dang Demon, not yet. yet. Yeah, everything else should be up there. I think Tidal Fury is. Oh, Oh, yes, I have seen that. I saw, I've seen, now that, thinking of your description of it, I have seen that posted. Uh, But Nosferatu was already a cool, pretty cool label on the bottle, so I'd imagine the refresh for the can looks pretty cool. He's got some claws now. Which the original Nosferatu's got the nails, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the claws again. What is Dank Demon? What's what's the style? Is it please say it's a palette wrecker West Coast? I think I think so. I think that's kind of what it's gonna be. Foreman, how's it been so far? Oh, it's been good. Um, you've had it. <laughs> Dude, I've we, had tropical. It's good. I've had tropical. I still haven't tasted a dank before myself. Yes, you have. Oh really? no, you haven't. 
No, I have oh, not. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm. We've been working on the tropical, and we are, you know, debating between two different beers. Hops are similar. Um, there's one hop I want to leave, and one hop I want to add uh, to that, and I think we're there. We we actually just did a whole tasting in a meeting yesterday about it, you know, um, in the portfolio development uh, that we talked about earlier. Um, and we're close. We're close with that one. Um, Dank Demon, we have the... I don't remember what batch number we're on. It's not many because um, we've really been focusing on this tropical one. Um, that I've only taken a couple fermenter pools off of and it's getting there and we'll see. We'll see. I, I will have an actual taste and could give you a real answer like <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm pulling a... I, I've got some ideas of where I want it to go as a fermenter pulls. We'll see. We'll see. It's good. Is it's the dank. is his is the target like a west coast like a west coast IPA? It, or is um, it Yeah, a little more a little more like that, you okay. know. I just I I, I really want to put some stank on it, you know. <laughs> um, that's that's where it really goes, you yeah. know. Um and I mean, when you say dank demon, I mean, what do you expect? Right? Yeah, it needs. And the... yeah, you're going. You're, yeah, you're, and we're having more of that. I mean, we're not going for that tropical, juicy, you know, aromas, right. all that. Not, we're, not we're hazy. Yeah, a little more old school. A little more old school dank on it, you know. Um, Which seems to be making a little bit of a comeback. I've been seeing, right. you know, those old school West, uh, West Coast. Old school West Coasts are really making a comeback yeah. now. And I think it's just, you know, I mean, flavors change. The older I get, the my flavors change, and then they come right back, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't drank a Nosferatu for about four years, other than a taste, a little taste or when it first went on, um, until this year. And I forgot how much Nosferatu was always my favorite beer, always. And then it just my, I went more towards light loggers, light loggers, and now I see myself coming back, and it's similar with styles. Where they're I going love to, yeah, right? um, it's all circular. I love though that when you have that beer that you used to love for the first time again after not having it for a while though, because it's just like a wave of nostalgia and just it tastes it almost yeah. tastes as bet um, better than when you previously loved it right a absolutely and that's the that's exactly where i am with nas you know um i mean i used to drink so much nas i loved that <laughs> beer and then it just was Sorry. getting to be a little too much a little too much you know and then i had another one i was like man why haven't i been drinking this what was I thinking? Eight <laughs> percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, you're totally right. It is in the south. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of you know. I was a wilder, wilder fella back then when I drank all that Nosferatu. So I feel like I may be completely late to learning about something. 
but this is the second time today that I've seen cold IPAs referred to. <laughs> what is a cold IPA? It's like, remember how we talked about session IPA and locale IPA, how they're yeah. the same thing? I don't know, Foreman. What do you think? Do you think it's IPL? I agree completely. Okay. I know what you're saying. So, like, uh, I, it's, a little, it's a little different, though. It's a little different. So I, mean, I don't. I want to show you guys something, but I don't. I don't feel like I have permission to. I'm just gonna roll the dice, and that they'll be completely fine with um, me showing this on a podcast. There's like I don't know. I don't. They haven't announced it yet. I don't know when it's coming out, but I feel like I want to show you guys. Um, are you familiar with the Steven Crowder meme of? Um, something 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 is something changed my mind oh yeah so there's a guy sitting at a table yeah yeah Yeah, nice i like that cold (laughs) ipas are just ipls changed my mind i like it uh sorry full tilt if you don't want me to show that (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but but the label's hilarious yeah yeah. they showed me that I'm good to go on. I'm sorry. They, they, they showed me that label today and I just like I laughed audibly between like even though I didn't quite like I kind of understood like what an old IPA must have been at that point but I didn't really know what it was but like I just love that meme so like the like the dog and the cat in the background are characters across their their different beers See, the first time I heard cold IPA, and I'm like, so what are they doing? Just making an IPA, and every all the hops are cold side? <laughs> and then, right. like, no, yeah. No, I'm like, well, no, you're just making a pilsner. You're like, what? <laughs> if this is a lager recipe with you know, lager yeast, you're fermenting cold. I'm like, what's the difference? It's an IPL. It's an IPL. And Mike, I did not even associate the two of the session IPA and the locale IPA. And then you said that I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you that cold IPA will sell better than IPL because it says IPA. Hell yeah. All that matters. Absolutely. (laughs) The first time I heard the term cold IPA was 940 AM this morning. (laughs) <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't even to, know. I, to be I, precise, I, I, I it was like three, four weeks ago. So we're we're not far off, you know. I'm like, oh. I had my first one last week. Who who and makes it tasted one? like an IPL? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then it's fun. So I guess we got to start working on a cold IPA. And then right? the second the second IPA time series. the second time I saw that term was at 1:25 p.m. this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> What, Mike's email? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that. I was like, "How? this is so weird. That's is weird. he reading my yeah. Google Hangouts chats? Like, what? <laughs> That's, that is bizarre. That's fun. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the nation by storm. Cold IPA. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know what? It's crazy because, it, you know, pe- people absolutely would buy that over IPL. You know, you throw in ale, you throw in lager. I think it does scare a lot of people that aren't really into beer styles. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, and, you know, what the cold IPA? Oh, well, I know I like IPAs, but an IPL, right. hell no. 
but a cold IPA, yum. <laughs> I need but some of that. In, how do you get the A? How do you get the A? How do you get the A? If it's lager yeast, it's cold fermented. <laughs> how do you get the A? The same reason, right? the same, I, the same way you get the P in a black IPA. That's right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Because nothing matters. Basically, nothing matters anymore. (laughs) Right. My um my thesis is that IPA has just become another term for beer at this point. Like IPA just equals beer. I think for people who you know just enjoy craft casually I, I think there are a certain number of people who think of craft beer as ipas you know i mean it's only a matter of time before someone invents some version of a stout and they slap ipa on the name of it <laughs> all right challenge accepted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next year coming to great lakes brewing company <laughs> And all I'm gonna do is make. Uh, I'm just gonna make a batch of Edmund Fitzgerald and call it uh, Extra Light IPA, and it's gonna be fit. So while while I'm um, showing things, unannounced things from Full Tilt, I'll um, I'll show you guys this too because this is even cooler. And hopefully they don't mind that I'm announcing uh, for the first time like that the next version of Sands Jams will be coming out next month. Oh, nice. This, this time made with candy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wait, can- like you threw candy in there? Um, what type who, of candy? Who's asking? <laughs> this guy. Uh, yes. Um, TTV. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Pina- <laughs> pineapple rings and mango power belts. I mean, it's basically (laughs) like a mango fruit by the foot. Oh, okay. Because there are surprisingly few mango candies. Really? Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head. You gotta go to like Indian grocery stores, you know? You go to the Asian grocery store. But they almost all have spice added to them. So, uh, like, like the totally right. like, like the peach rings, they have mango ones, but they're mango habanera, and they they all have like some other flavor mixed with them. There, there are hardly any mango candies. What are those one things? They're like now and later's, but oh, it's gonna drive oh, me crazy. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't think those would. What's that? Mambas? Yes. Mambas. That's what, yes. Yes. Don't they have mango mambas? Yes. You okay. the paper on? So Full Tilt learned the hard way when they made one with pink um, Starburst that individually wrapped candies do not work well for uh, making beer because then you spend hours and hours and hours and a lot of hand uh, cramping right. unwrapping all of the candies. <laughs> So I didn't even bother suggesting those. Also, you probably can't buy them in bulk. Where where are you guys putting those in? I mean, like in the boil. Who's asking? In Whirlpool? <laughs> this guy. Fermenter. Just a guy. <laughs> uh, uh, post-fermentation. 
Oh, okay. I mean, it's okay. basically like how you would make a heavily fruited sour where you're just pumping a bunch well, of yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. into the beer afterwards. Well, wow. I mean, it's still fermenting That's a little fair. bit. It's it's conditioned on, I think it would be the proper term. Right, yes. It's conditioned on candy. But really, it's just That's it's cool. fruit. Like it's that. the fruits used to... Wink, wink. <laughs> it's not all that coating of sugar on yeah it. it's um that these nah, nah. they are using um traditional approved brewing methods to make these beers right yeah <laughs> yes yes they are we all are yeah. we all are every single brewery yep we all do so when's this tropical ipa you keep talking about coming out end of august ideally we'll, we'll see it might be a kind of gradual rollout type thing okay but it'll definitely be up here we'll we'll have it in ohio by labor day weekend pretty much we'll be coming yeah. tbd on the rest yeah but when will you be making a cold ipa uh, tomorrow tomorrow yeah. <laughs> let's do it foreman five gallons of it yeah five gallons right <laughs> do it i want to try it yeah started talking about uh tropical ipa my eyes started twitching i'm like huh <laughs> we're back to uh crushworthy tropical ipa yep. is my new crushworthy yeah what are you most excited about for in 2020 we'll do this in in the order you are in, in the squares 2021 i mean i don't know when it is steve we made it right. what are what are you most excited about for this year vacation uh naps <laughs> no uh, you mean at the brewery any i mean um, it I'm could be at the brewery it could be anything around. in general i mean i'm excited for i'm excited for summer i'm excited for you know people getting shots people coming back out a little bit you know having a little more leniency uh, you know i'm i I miss seeing all the people and the regulars that were at the bar all the time. And we've got a couple coming in here and there, but it's like, Hey pal, how you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> you know? Um, I, so one thing I know. hate right now is the awkward interactions of figuring out where people's comfort levels are. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, like, you just got to go with your own. I mean, yeah. I mean, not go with your own, but stand back let them let them come to yeah. you and you say whoa bro i just kind <laughs> of announce like like <laughs> someone's yeah, walking towards vaccinated. me yeah like well, i had a friend i had a friend who i was like hey buddy like but i see him all the time yeah all the time i had and someone go to shake my hand well, that's yeah. why I had someone like do the shake hug thing the other day, and it didn't bother yeah. me because, like yeah. I said, I have an impenetrable suit of armor right now, whether that's backed in science or not. Yeah, um, but, but like it, it, like it felt jarring. It was weird. Yeah, no, I had somebody shook my hand about a month ago. Like, what are you doing, like, touching me? Yeah, I was totally creeped out. We don't totally. do that. And I'm like, man, why do I feel so weird? Like, are we all going to have these complexes well, going no, on through I, our lives now? That's something, like I was thinking about recently, is like we've been in this for so long now. So, like a year ago, getting used to how life has been in the last year was weird 
and like something you had to get used to is going back going to feel the same way like is it going to feel as weird and like i'm just i mean i personally can't wait no, so I've, I've, I've had the same thoughts same thoughts and i honestly i mean i don't think it will go back to that way we all have built into us now this weird little yeah, like office, everyone, everyone's you know, out to kill us with their germs. Yeah, yeah. Well, your touch is death. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like that, and it's just, it's weird. And I mean, I just want to be comfortable having a table two feet from me, my back, my back to back with another chair yeah. at a bar, or I want to be comfortable sitting next to a guy at a bar and having a beer. I mean, that's probably the thing I miss the most is just going and having a beer and sitting there yeah. and there's a stranger on either side. You and know? not think like, is, now, that, is, is that, that person going to kill me? <laughs> yeah. Am I going to be weirded out? I mean, I see somebody sneeze and I'm like, uh-oh. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, but then I do it and I'm like, no, 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 it's just allergies, I swear. Yeah. Well, considering you guys got like a foot of snow a week ago, um, you're probably a month or so behind us, but allergies have been horrendous in the last couple of weeks. So I've been coughing and sneezing constantly, and you definitely right? see oh, people God. glaring at you. They spread. <laughs> I never had allergies until I moved to Maryland. Oh, they're horrible here. It's so bad. Pollen yeah. is ever like I walk out and my car will have been clean the like when I went to bed and I come out and there's an inch of pollen on it. It's great. Like instead of being green, it's now yellow. Oh yeah. Uh, we've got trees above my house and it's like we get this yellow yeah. coat over our cars. I have to clean my windshields on the way to work at 7 a.m. because they're covered in freaking pollen. All right, Steve, I don't even remember what your answer was at this point, but we'll move on to Lauren. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in 2021? Um, bars, bars, bars. <laughs> shot, May shot, third, shot. Start hugging people again because I'll have my second shot, so I'm just going to go on a hugging spree. And just <laughs> which, then, which one did you get? I got the Pfizer. Okay. So Beth yeah. wasn't, um, Be Beth didn't feel great, but she wasn't horrible after the second one. Uh, and anyone, yeah. Beth is the name of my wife. Um, I had the Moderna shot the day after my second one. I was pretty sure I was going to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, got I got my third. Moderna. I think Moderna kicks your butt a little bit more than Pfizer. That's, that's I, what it's, I, that's some, just needs to work better, guys. It's just yeah. better. Well, so <laughs> my um my sister works for a vaccine company, and she said that the experts that she works with have said in and it's not like the opposite where if you don't have a huge response doesn't mean that you're not prepared. But if you have a huge immune response, it it's evidence that your immune system is even more prepared to deal with it if right. it's in, introduced the real thing. And right. mine is one hundred percent on guard because I yeah. was I did not get out of bed the day after I got my second shot. 
I'm next Wednesday. I'm one week one week from today. Yeah, just I'm take. Gonna say, thir- I'm gonna say goodbye to outside world for yeah. Just take hours. just take Thursday <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm working from home, and then if I'm calling up, I'm I'm Moderna. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm three. I'm three weeks in. Next week's next week's dose two. And the weirdest thing is, like, I'm sitting there, every inch of my body hurting, sweating, while shivering. I have a f- the first fever I've ever had that I can remember in my lifetime knowing I'm completely healthy, but I feel yeah. like I'm going to die. <laughs> and then I woke up the next day, like a little bit tired, awesome. but felt like a million dollars. All right. Yeah. I'm down. So Lauren, yeah. Lauren is paranoia. going, Lauren Chris, is going on a, what's that? Thanks for the paranoia. You're Thanks welcome. For the paranoia. You're welcome. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just one of the services I provide. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> so Lauren is going on a hugging spree. Mike, what are you looking forward to? I look forward to, yeah, I mean, doing some of the basic stuff. Like uh, yesterday I went to Noble Beast, a small tap room here across, across the way. And, you know, with, two people I trust and who have been vaccinated and all that and saw the brewer and we were chatting and stuff. And I was like, this feels good. This feels yeah. normal. And everything, you know, I was like, I've, and I had seen him a couple of times over the past year, but it was like just me with the barriers and stuff. And now like I had two other people who, you know, are also safe and stuff like that. And just having those casual cut, just bumping into people, I think will be really nice. You know what I mean? It's supposed to like, yeah. Every meetup, yep. very controlled yeah. and pre-planned and stuff like that, you know? I read this and really... Not, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, not then not thinking for the next five, seven days, like... Did they just kill me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get me sick? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I read this really Damn intriguing... It, Jerry, you got me sick. Yeah. I read this really intriguing article about how, like, entire segments of friends have been lost where like you may have stayed in touch with like your really close friends but there's this whole category of like casual friends or maybe even people that you were good friends with but they were situational where it's because you always saw them at this one place that you went to and but you didn't like you weren't friends to the point where you would like hey let's schedule a zoom happy hour or Deadlines. How many work? How many people lost their work wife during that? <laughs> you know? I have. Wife, uh, yeah, we got divorced. COVID. <laughs> I've disliked almost all of my coworkers for quite some time, so I didn't lose anyone during that break. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, for any of you that listen, like a year and a half. I feel like it's been that long. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the sales team coming back to the brewery in 2021. That is something on my list. My my wife and I it's an excuse for me to go out and do stuff. <laughs> my wife and I both got our second shots the same week. So it was like once we were three weeks removed from that second shot, we went out to a brewery. That night they shut down because one of the employees tested positive. <laughs> oh we're sitting there and they closed early. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we're cool. Yeah, I'm good, yeah, but this bad. sucks. Yeah, you guys are good. I'm good. Yeah. We're going to drink. <laughs> We can stay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got my card. <laughs> like, look at this. No, um, I'm going to start wearing it. I'm going to get it laminated and get like a little lanyard and wear yeah. it. Is there anything else that you guys want to cover? 
think we I think we got it. I I, I, f- I feel like I hit all of your your bullet points. I don't want to get scolded afterwards. I'm not f- no, whatever, <laughs> man. Address I mean, point, I think Great Lakes does hold. Nine. Do we do we hold the record for your longest podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you def. Wait, actually, the first one may have. We talked forever. So the first one. This and, I think this is longer than the first one. Uh, well, then I you don't hold we, the I record think- then, because I've had some over two hours, and I got to be honest. Oh. The only reason that I'm kind of wrapping it up is I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I do have a, I have it. Fair enough. So do I. I'll let you off the hook. I'll let you off the hook. I got a thing at six. So All right. let's, let's I mean, blame it on me. I mean, Mike told me that he had a hard out at six o'clock. <laughs> so, I have to go a kid from daycare. Yeah. So. There we go. We all got excuses. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm fine. I would I'm keep, I would love to keep talking to you all, but thanks a lot, Mike and Laura. <laughs> Lauren, we need to end this because of your poor planning. Yes. Right? Thanks a lot. I'm only on 14 of 15. Yeah. Give me five. How's he supposed to finish that 15 pack? That was my goal. I believe in you. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to do a round three then where I prepare better. Mike and Lauren do a better job of scheduling their time so that you can get through 15 beers. So maybe next year sometime we'll we'll do a round three. Maybe next year, Chris, we can, easy. Easy. we can take you to Cleveland and we can do a podcast. I would, I would love that. That yeah. would be awesome because I've never been we'll to a brewery, which we'll I have done to- in the past. Um, so I, I'm fully on board with that. But right? yeah. thank you again for your time. It was a, just as fun as last time. Um, I love your beer. And let's let's plan round three in person in cleveland and uh thank thank you everyone for watching and listening cheers cheers thanks chris see you later the uncapped podcast is produced by graham cullen and me chris sands be sure to like us on facebook and if you've enjoyed these podcasts please leave us a review on google play or the itunes store a special thanks to double motorcycle for providing our theme music thanks for listening Oh my God, that's good.